The following program is brought to you by the humble Fama Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. A couple of journalists from Sweden had supper with us one night. One of them, named Agneta, said that she was once asked if she could spare an hour from time to time to visit people in prison. Agneta writes books, and her husband is a famous movie producer named John Truell. So, being interested in doing new and different things, she went to the prison and had a nice visit with a man who killed three people. But then she went back to prison to visit a man who was in there for fraud. He took out his guitar and played folk music, and she never went back. Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music.
Shine on Harvest Moon. Django here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. My friend Sally paints pictures of lighthouses. It's not unusual to find people on the coast of Maine who paint lighthouses, but Sally lives far from the ocean in Virginia. What makes Sally unusual among artists is that she doesn't display her pictures. She doesn't try to sell her pictures. I think Sally should try to sell her pictures because she did one painting of a a fish factory that is so good that you can smell it, which makes me wonder how many main artists have rubbed bait on the back of a painting, you know, just to give it some intangible, saleable, organic ambience. I'm going to say, if I can't get Sally to put some of her pictures into a main gallery next summer, Linda Bean has got a nice gallery down the road for me in Port Clyde, and Sally would fit right in there with the three generations of original Wyeths that that, uh, Linda Bean has in her art store. And of course, I wouldn't want anyone who knows about art to know that I like Sally's paintings because that would destroy her right there. Listen to this. I like artists like Barbara Ernst Prey and Björn Runquist and Andy Wyeth and Bradley Hendershot, which proves, well, doesn't this prove that I don't know nothing about real art anyway? I'd never make a good critic because I admire artists who paint houses and places I recognize. And I admire artists who actually get paid for their work. And when Sally showed my photos of her paintings, it reminded me, did I say that right? And when Sally showed me photos of her paintings, it reminded me, that Priscilla Adams' daughter, I think Priscilla Adams' daughter was a sculptor. It reminded me that Priscilla Adams' daughter was offered something like $600. I hope you're listening to this. Priscilla Adams' daughter was offered something like $600 for her first work. She wouldn't sell it, which upset Priscilla, her mother. And the kid said that this was her baby her creation, and she said to her mother, would you have sold me for $600? And Priscilla said, well, I I never had such an offer.
Somebody there, somebody there that you've never heard of, Jack, Jack Jenny. I think he was a trombone player, playing, of course, do, 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 little old lady. Did Hoagie write that? If he didn't, he should have. Do you remember of seeing that best-selling author who made the evening news because he had lied to the American people on national television? This was news because he was an author. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. Here, I am, of course, right here on your favorite radio station. And with, every, with any luck at all, I'm playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here. Thank you for listening. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. And, of course, I'd love to hear from you. I was out in my barn very purposefully sawing a half inch stick in two with a very dull handsaw, when a car drove in the yard. A woman got out of the car and went inside the house to do women business with my wife, and the man, whom I had never seen before, walked over to see what I was doing in the barn. He watched for a few seconds, 
and I was just about to compliment him for being strong enough to simply stand and watch without helping when both of his hands shot out. We have talked about this before. It takes a unique individual. It takes a powerful man who is secure within himself to stand back and watch a neighbor engaged in some intricate operation without feeling obligated to elbow him aside and show him that you can do it better. Does this happen on all levels of society? Does Dr. Jones look over a colleague's shoulder in the operating room and say, perhaps you should remove all of those little metal clamps before sewing up the chest cavity? I don't know. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com, and you can tell me about the last time it happened to you. When did someone elbow you aside? One of the let me show you boys showed you how to do it the quicker, easier way. Now, of course, please do not confuse this with that other situation where you are standing in your friend's kitchen and ask for a drink of water, and your friend says, uh, You've got to let that water run a while before it gets cold.
tea garden across Jack Tea Garden. Was that a coda? Is that what they call the tale in Italian? Do 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 do. This might not mean a thing to you if you have never read a science fiction book, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this in here at you anyway, because if you like Mel books, you you would really appreciate what I'm about to say right now. If you were writing science fiction that entailed space travel, would you have the courage to create a planet called Scarsdale and name your protagonist Peter Smith? If you could ever get your tale published, imagine the reaction Peter Smith from Scarsdale would have on an experienced reader of science fiction who is familiar with the space travel formula. Here's the way it goes. Place like this. The spaceship touches down. The hatch releases blue vapors as it slowly slides open. And then you can see this. The slowly emerging figure moves down the ramp, arms outstretched. And of course, at this point, the the reader expects the visitor to say, My name is Zael, and I come from Kalgar.
fun it must have been to play with Django, huh? <laughs> Wouldn't know what he was going to do. That's the fun part, when you don't know what somebody's going to do. Someone sent me a few websites where I was able to read up on the use of surveillance cameras in the main high school. And please listen to this. While the principal said at the board meeting that he is sensitive to the intrusive nature of cameras, he sees them as a matter of safety. Whether officials are grappling with unwelcome visitors arriving on campus, parking lot situa situations, or evacuation procedures. Is this proposed use of cameras in the toilets going a bit too far?
Ben Webb start growling out. Is there anything more exhausting for a three-year-old child than spending a weekend with a loving and indulgent grandmother who never, or let's say, who seldom sees that grandchild? Here's the poor little kid all tucked in. You can see it. Here's the poor little kid all tucked in as Mimi reads a bedtime story. And every time the little eyes close, there is a loving tug on the child's sleeve, and they, hey, wake up, wake up. Don't you want to hear what happened to Peter Rabbit? Django here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. With any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite radio station. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com, and I would love to hear from you. Children, repeat what they hear. If you talk Dutch or Swedish to a three-year-old child, 
The child will reply in Dutch or Swedish. Children raised by wolves howl and have an inexplicable interest in fire hydrants. That two- and three-year-old children have the seemingly impossible ability to reproduce not just the phonemic, but also the phonetic components of even the world's most difficult language, well, it's proven every time a child speaks French. Yeah. J'aime voyager, mes enfants. If I had a child, I would, in my conversations with that child, employ esoteric linguistic constructs obviously weighted with the approbation of the academic community. My child would, as Pogo so ably parroted, go forth into the world inebriated by the exuberance of his own verbosity. Dr. Olga has done this, as evinced by her letter in which she says, Humble, all the kids at church had to write Mother's Day hearts saying how people showed their love to them. All the kids said their mothers loved them by hugging them or taking care of them or giving them presents. And Emma's heart said her mother showed her love by not being deliberately obtuse.
Joe Venuti here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. Have you ever seen a ghost? Have you ever seen a stone statue cry? I have seen something that fits right in the same category, and I am going to tell you about it right now. Please listen closely. This is not something I would say in a room crowded with strangers, because it would immediately destroy my credibility. But I can tell you what I saw out on the highway the other day because, well, because you have listened to me for years and years and you know that however improbable my story, it is the truth. Listen to this. The other day, out on the highway, I saw a Volvo station wagon with no ski or bicycle racks.
go here on the humble farmer. Do, 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 do. Remember how they used to tar the roads in the good old days? A truck would back up to a machine and dump the gravel of the tar into the machine, and the machine would press this mess into the road. A friend of mine who drove one of those trucks was on his way to a grange meeting not far from here when his wife said, Admit it, you're lost. I don't know how you can be lost. You drove every bit of this road when you helped tire it last summer. And the man said, That's true, but you want to remember that I was always backing up.
Jack Jenny. You're listening to The Humble Farmer, for which I must thank you. With any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite radio station. I try just for you to play things that have a little bounce to them, cheerful bounce. I'm, I'm not into dirges or, or ballads, although I make, ex- I make an exception for ballads when it comes to Woody Herman's Early Autumn. Do, 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 do. You know, nice, wow, nice baritone sax on the bottom there. And uh, Non Dementica. I think that is a t- uh, Spanish probably for, for Niet niet vergeten in Dutch or Glummer Inter in Swedish. Anyway, I am the humble farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And you know that I want to put my land into conservation. So it cannot be broken up into house lots by my heirs, the grandchildren. Houses, well, this is why I'm doing it. An incoming call? Watch how I handle this. Watch me handle this phone call. You have reached the humble farmer. Thank you for calling. I'm 15 minutes shy of finishing my radio program. Can I call you back? Can I call you back? I'm 15 minutes shy of finishing my radio program. Can I call you back? Hello, hello? Hello? Hello, hello. Can I call you back? I'm 15 minutes shy of finishing a radio program. I'm talking to several thousand close friends right now. God, I I know that, Humboldt. Can you hear me? This is Uh, Dwayne Hanselman. 944-5396. 944-5396. Oh, Dwayne, I hear you, Dwayne. Yeah, I'll get right back to you. Fifteen minutes, Hi. Dwayne. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you see how easy that was. Where was I? i got to start from scratch again. You'll forget the premise. You know that I want to put my land into conservation so it cannot be broken up into house lots by my heirs. Houses are going in on three sides of my 75 acres on the ocean. Can you imagine what will happen if I succeed in preserving my woods and fields? Think about this. In a hundred years, my farm will be just like Central Park in New York City. In a hundred years, my farm might be the only place in St. George, Maine, where you can get mugged and ravished.
Django. Thank you for listening. While I was in the Atlanta airport some time ago, I chanced to see on the front page of a New York Times that swabbing out someone's mouth to get a DNA sample was ruled unusual search and seizure. Did you hear about it? Ordinarily, I'd say that they could swab out my mouth any time they want, because I don't mind if they poke around in my mouth. But I'm going to oppose this mouth-searching business, because if they find they can legally poke around in your mouth, and they don't find anything, well... It don't take much imagination to figure out where they'll be looking next.
going to stomp Mr. Henry Lee. That's probably a dance. I'm going to dance to this song called The Charleston on Mr. Henry Lee. If you know better, you tell me and tell me what that means. I think that was Jack Teagarden here on the Humble Farming. And because we get snipped off at the end, it's time for me to thank you so much for listening. Love to hear from you. I don't know about you, I've had a good time today, and I'll probably forget to return that phone call to Duane. You remember, of course, Chomsky's famous sentence, Curious green ideas sleep furiously. This was a sentence that perhaps had never been said before, so Chomsky used it as an example. At our supper table... I heard my wife, Marcia, the almost perfect woman, say a sentence that has probably never been spoken in the world before. Listen to this sentence. Did Doka meet Bianca in Guatemala? I enjoyed this sentence so much that I wrote it down and I couldn't wait to pass it along to you. Doka is Marcia's Dutch friend, teaches down at Columbia someplace, and... uh, And Doka went to Guatemala to study Spanish for two weeks. And while Doka was there, Marsha asked Doka if she'd drop in and visit her friend Bianca. And being as curious as a green idea sleeping furiously, Marsha, of course, asked, Hey, did Doka meet Bianca in Guatemala? If you ever heard a sentence that you think no one has ever heard or articulated before. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. Which reminds me, you will remember, perhaps, that my friend Lawyer Crandall once boasted to me that he once said something in court that the judge had never heard before. Crandall says, he stood right up there in court and said, Judge, My client is guilty.